welcome to another episode of Gorilla Brain, where today we're going to be talking about games that deserve the Resident Evil remake treatment. Sean is here. Sean is sick as a dog, but that man, he don't punch out, he don't clock out, and he don't call in for nothing. He is here. Sean, give him a, a sickly hello. Hello. Ugh, it just sounds awful. It's going to be our lowest rated episode yet. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So with the success of Resident Evil 2, the, the remake, I mean, they completely rebuilt that game from the ground up, and it is truly a masterpiece. So me and Sean got to thinking, what other games out there, what other franchises deserve that same treatment, that, that same love that was put into it? You know, Resident Evil 2 was always great. You know what I mean? But then the remake just upped the game. So some franchises, some games that fall into that category that need that love to maybe even resurrect a franchise long dead. So let's kick it off, Sean. Killer Instinct. I mean, that's actually still going. No, 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 no. No, I think it needs to be re redone, completely redone. So you mean no longer a console exclusive, like re restart the entire franchise? Absolutely. Because uh, that last remake was, well, dog shit. Okay. I mean, it wasn't even a remake. Was it a remake? No, the the last game, it was an arcade game, which they did in Seasons. And it wasn't a bad game, like, mechanically. But the problem is, is it felt like an Xbox arcade title. Like, it, you knew, you know, you, they added more characters through Season Passes, but you basically bought the game in chunks. And it was okay, because you didn't pay much for it, but it definitely... I would like to see it redone, rebranded, you know, just full on do it. Make it a franchise again, not an mm -hmm. Xbox exclusive. And besides, if it was on PlayStation or Switch, maybe people would actually play it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, they left out so many characters in that reboot. I mean, I just did not enjoy it at all. I mean, it, it, did, it didn't even feel like Killer Instinct. Like, it felt like another fighting game with the Killer Instinct name and, and skins. Like, um, like maybe they were trying to remake Virtual Fighter, and then they just said, "Nah, it's Killer Instinct now." Like, kind of like what they did with uh, Devil May Cry, how it was supposed to be a Resident Evil sequel, and then they're like, changed their mind, or like, "Nah, let's just reskin it," and then it's Devil May Cry now. You know, so maybe it was something yeah. like that. Maybe they maybe they pulled the plug last second because they did not feel like Killer Instinct, at least not. To I me. I felt like to me, I felt like they were they were trying to do something with the characters. Um, as far as, cause I'm sure Microsoft gave them very little to do it, cause I think the, the Rare owns it and Microsoft own Rare, and they're basically a, a dead version of Rare, what's left of them. Mm -hmm. And I felt that they at least tried, um, like I really like the fact that if you, when you paused and you moved the, uh, the cursor, it would slowly play that theme. Mm -hmm. So it had, it had some love into it. I definitely want to give these guys, um, credit where credit's due. I definitely felt that the people who built the game generally love the game, but when you're given such little money and resources by Microsoft, I think it's a damn shame. And I, I think if this became a legitimate game, not some episodic piece together puzzle, I definitely think it could be great again. Because Killer Instinct was always great. It was one of my favorite N64 era fighters. The, the Super Nintendo was fine, but let's face it, Gold was where it was at. And Gold I was king. It, yeah, it right. was. 
And um, I think it could truly be a franchise again, especially if they if they keep it M-rated. They don't water it down. There's enough T-rated fighting games like Go For It, Go Nuts. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. It just it just really did not feel didn't feel like Killer Instinct to me. I mean, you could have all the ultra combo things that you want, but it's just not Killer Instinct to me. I think if they rebooted it and gave it a lot of love, because you know what you said about Rare is, and here's a fun fact about Rare. No one that works for Rare today worked for Rare back in the day. Okay, it's a completely new set of people that Microsoft threw in an office and said, you're the Rare division now. None of the originals are there anymore. I can believe that. Microsoft wasted Rare. They bought it and basically smashed the company to the ground. They did nothing with it. I, I don't blame them for leaving ship at all. Yeah, they remade Perfect Dark. Fail. Uh, they, you know what else they haven't tackled though? Banjo Kazooie. They have not. Uh, re- they they could, did they a could... third one of those on 360. It sucked too. Did they? Oh. Nuts and bolts. The one where you built the little cart things. Ah, oh, screw that noise. I didn't even know it existed. Now you just pissed me off. Yeah, where do you play the piece of shit? It's very who gives a shit. I mean, it's an okay game, mm-hmm. but when you want to play Banjo Kazooie, that's not what the fuck you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. It's not the platformer I'm looking for, and I've never even played this game. I already hate it. I ain't even yeah. played it. I hate it. You you get little pieces, and you build these little card thingies that I don't th- remember really what you use them for. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of like Donkey Kong 64, but lamer, and with go-kart stuff. It, it was stupid. Just passing it all together. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on from Killer Instinct. Do um, you want to do another fighter? Let's talk about another fighter that could possibly come back with a little bit of love, and that's Bloody Roar. <laughs> Bloody Roar, uh, well, they made three of them, right? Uh, I think there was, wasn't there like a spinoff too? I mean, it was like three in a spinoff. Mm, you might be correct. I should probably cross-reference that, but I remember three, and, and three wasn't even close to being good. It was broken as hell. It looked ugly. It just had no love in it, but I think if they pulled this franchise back, and and they looked at it from the core. Okay, you got a fighting game, yes, but you can turn into awesome werewolves and crazy ass creatures. I, I think there's a lot of potential there, and I think that they're just—I don't know why they wouldn't pull the trigger on something like that. One, it's nostalgia. People remember Bloody Roar, especially people our age, as old as we are. I think at the very least, it would make a great PSN game. If nothing else, like just make, like sample test the waters, you know, small roster, give people a little taste. Who owns that? Do you remember who distributed that? Was that a claim? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly. Bloody Roar. I'm not sure. Hmm. We'll come back to it. Part of me wants to say Sega, but I'm not. No, no, it wasn't Sega. Sega would not. I'm sorry. You know what? It's probably Namco, given how it fought. You know, Namco sounds about right. Yeah, it might be Namco. Hmm. I'll have to look into that later. Maybe we'll talk about it on the Twitter. Um... Let's see. Let's move on from there. Okay, here's a game that was so underrated, and, and I know you have fond memories of it, Sean. Um, and I think it would be perfect with with the horror craze that's going on right now because Resident Evil has re-sparked everyone's imaginations. Um, Eternal Darkness. I, oh, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I think I think that this game, its premise at its core, especially the gameplay, especially with like your Dark Souls and, and things like that, because uh, that game was pretty difficult, even on easy. Uh, I think that the challenge of it and the story and the gameplay 
I think it would be perfect for like 2019, 2020. I, I definitely think, you know, it, it played like similar to Resident Evil is how it played. It, you, you know, you had your character, you're going through creepy shit. You know, you had this very imaginative world that it can, several different characters could actually connected throughout a big time gap with this sort of like conspiracy in the background, a little bit of magic thrown in, you know, some exotic locales. And, I definitely and, think. And you can't, you can't mm. forget that it fucks with you. The entire oh, yeah. game fucks with you. Oh yeah! If you if you know if anybody has a GameCube now who's listening to this or an emulator, go, yeah, or well, I mean, yeah, I guess an emulator. But if you're playing it on the TV, that's where, especially if I don't tell you, mm-hmm. the way it fucks with you is pretty damn creative. Yeah, you can give you can give them a little tidbit. You can give them a little a little info. Um, I'll give him. I'll give him the one that give. We'll give. You know, it's it's kind of out of the bag at this point in time. But uh, I, 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 I know which one you're going to go with. By the way, the the one of the the more imaginative ones when you're you're into the game. I'd say a couple hours in. It wasn't at the very beginning. The game would actually turn off and say thank you for playing the demo. And this was after <laughs> a couple hours in, and you're just sitting there like, what the fuck. <laughs> like your first instinct is to almost turn off the system. Like, wait a minute, did they put a demo disc in my box? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it um, was very, very clever. Like it was, it was very. I almost want to say ahead of its time, just because I thought it was such an original concept. I know other games fucked with you, but this one like really integrated, uh, really had it integrated into the game and, and how it would mess with you and and just the story itself was generally creepy and and mm-hmm. what was going on. I just thought it was done so well. Yeah, and it incorporated that like Resident Evil style, which was a popular style, but it also incorporated like almost like an RPG, like uh, like a ma- you had magic casting and stuff like that. And um, but what you said when it fucked with you, that's not the one I was thinking of. The one I was thinking of is when it said uh, when it pops up and it says now erasing your memory card or, or your save data and stuff like that. It would start throwing the files. Oh yeah! Oh my god! And uh. The, the the volume was always funny. You yeah. would see the little vi- volume indicator go across the screen, like somebody's turning the TV down on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, they, they definitely had a lot of fun while making that. They they probably sat in a boardroom and were probably like, "All right, I want fifty ways to fuck with the gamer." Oh, it was it was great, and you know the the really cool thing is, and mind you, I will say this: it it wasn't a perfect game. It was not perfect, but it was really cool, and they you know they did what they could with the software. Because there's a time where you're you're playing as a, like a like a legionnaire, mm-hmm. and then there's a modern time where you you kind of look like Buffy Summers but with a shotgun. So you know the different characters and the different errors and tying this all together over this plot that's you know probably been going for like a thousand years with this horror elements mixed in. It was a very cool game. It was called Eternal Darkness: Sanity's Requiem. Hmm. Very unique name. Yeah, I forgot about the Sanity's Requiem part. You always forget that's, about the the sub uh, the subtitle. That's because we're lazy and we were always just like, dude, you playing some Eternal Darkness? Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember you were playing that when we first when we first started hanging out. You were playing it on the GameCube, and you were like, "Hey, watch this shit." And then you would show me some of these things how it would fuck with you, and I was like, "This is, could be like the coolest game of all time." Yeah, it was. It was really cool. It was something to do after I beat Resident Evil Two on the GameCube. Yeah. Ah, good times. <laughs> I, I have owned Resident Evil 2 on every system that it's ever been released on, even PC, and I didn't even have a PC to play it on. Oh, hey, right. It's part of the reason we're sitting here today, right? True. 
Um, but sticking into that horror element, and we discussed this game uh, back in our uh, games that we wanted on the PS Classic episode. It's uh, Parasite Eve. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think that Parasite Eve in this day and age would be huge if they brought it back. I mean, Square Enix, uh, maybe Square Enix doesn't do it this go around. Maybe they give it to somebody else, but I don't. Square Enix, if they get the um the Tomb Raider guys, the what was their name, Crystal Dynamics, I think is their name. Yeah, or is it Crystal Ware? Yeah, you might be right though. Who, whoever does the Tomb Raider games, I I think, or even maybe even Square Enix themselves, because other than Final Fantasy, they've been doing really good. I think they could pull it off because it's basically, you know, it would play like the Resident Evil 2 remake, but with this game scenario and uh, like psychic powers, like powers and shit. And I just, I think it could work. It was a really cool game then, especially two. I, I, I'd like to see them do one and two, like, cause I never played one, so I'd like to redo the whole world. But I definitely think that, that two is cool enough for that alone. I would love to see that game rebuilt. I'd love to see it with modern graphics, but like, at least to the quality of Resident Evil 2. You give me Parasite Eve 2 to that quality, you're gonna get my money. Day one, deluxe edition, whatever you need. Right, but I mean like a full reboot, like restart the entire series from scratch, rebuild it from the ground up. Yeah, which would which would help since, you know, obviously as as a good many people I ran into, they don't even know of the franchise. Right. So I think that for old people like me, you got the nostalgia thing of bringing Parasite Eve back, and for newer people, it's a new franchise to them would be a new IP as far as they know. Mm-hmm. And I just think it could work. It was so cool. You know, I always praise this game enough, and and you can look at trailers and stuff on YouTube, uh, from from gameplay. For it was such a cool game, and it was very much in that Resident Evil vein, but with its own you know scenarios going on. But gameplay was very similar to Resident Evil, but with a little bit you know with with powers. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think it would be a very very cool game right now. Yeah, yeah, that type of game like that. Um. That type of gameplay seems to be really popular. Like, it's making a big comeback nowadays. As you can see, I keep bringing up Resident Evil, but that's because as of right now, Resident Evil 2 is, like, the top tier of that, like, genre of, like, you know, like the horror genre. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, of that old, especially that old school survival horror. It's because, mm-hmm. you know, Resident Evil is basically in, like, two locations. Three if you count the, the sewer or the streets, but it's basically one location. But it's really cool. Like, you don't mind exploring it, and you got different things to go. And especially with 2, I felt it had a good pace. Like, I got I got stuck for a few minutes, but overall, I was still going to check out this part of the uh, police department, going to check out this, going to check out that. Oh, I think I got to go here, and I'm constantly moving. I'm not, like, lost. I was always heading to a certain direction, whether it be the right or wrong direction. I was always going somewhere with a purpose, and a zombie would pop out of there. It was a creepy sound. Or, uh, you know, X was trying to give it to me. X go give it to you. He go give it to you. X go give it to you. He go give it to you. It's, it's always something. <laughs> uh, there, there's a couple horror ones uh, that we could be talking about, and we'll come back to them. But uh, let's move away. Let's let's go to the racing genre for a minute, because I feel like that's a that's a truly dead genre right now. I couldn't tell you the last good racing game that actually came out. Uh, there's two. Uh, the only the only names in racing right now, because I I try to play a few racing games, mm-hmm. is uh, Forza. The Forza series is doing really good on Xbox. Uh, I got to give it to them. 
Forza, especially uh, three and four, when I had a, an Xbox back in the day, um, was easily the best realistic racing game there was. Uh, Gran Turismo was cool, but Forza was more accessible. It was a little easier. They had different modes, so you could have that difficulty of Gran Turismo, but you can also tone it down for more casual people, so you're having fun. Mm-hmm. And the amount of like uh, customization, it was really unique. So Forza is definitely the, the number one name in racing, but it's only on Xbox. And then over on the Switch, you have uh, Mario Kart for your kart simulation because everybody still likes that. But it's not its not quite the same as racing. It's throwing shit at it. It's a little silly. But you got that. And there's a new franchise that just came out called uh, Gear Club Unlimited. Um, there's a part two that just came out. And it's very much like a, a toned-down Forza for the Switch. And it's, it's a really great game, and it's a good option. But for the most part, you know, and most of us gamers know, there was a time where there was hundreds of racing games. Like, there were so many to choose from. And now, literally, like I said, you got Forza if, you got, if you're on Xbox. You've got Gear Club if you're on the, the Switch. And it, if you can tolerate it, which I could not, I got bored of it. There was Gran Turismo on the uh, PS, on the PlayStation. But it's not really, it's not really that good. There's like two good racing games and Mario Kart, and it's like, that's it. You know what I mean? It, it's such, it is a dying genre. It's, it's like we, you get these two and, you know, even burnout's kind of gone. They, I mean, they did an HD remaster, but heaven forbid we get a full on, uh, burnout game. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're really, it really is a dead market. You know, what, what happened to, to Midnight Club or, or this, that's what, that's what, speed this is, this is what I'm getting at is that there is a franchise that is, it was once great and acclaimed kind of. And that was Project Gotham Racing, PGR. I love the arcade style racing. You know, those like Daytona games and shit like that. Well, oh my God. Project Gotham Racing 3. Um, yes. For the 360. I played that almost until I sold the system. The entire length of the game, I would go back because it was so fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's missing in a lot of games these days. It's just the fun factor. Yeah, it's, it's awesome to have, you know, like a Last of Us style, you know, story where it's epic and all that. Whatever happened to fun? What, what, what happened to fun, man? Come on. We, we canceled it? Yeah, we canceled it. And we and we but, always bring it up, and we always say, yeah, 9-11 killed fun. It did. <laughs> yeah, and in a lot of ways. I mean, it's not to say that it's not out there, obviously. But it's it's you don't get as many of them. And, like, I would love another uh, Project Gotham or, or even um, a Ridge Racer. Mm, you know, yeah, there's a there's a name you ain't heard in a long time. Maybe uh, yeah. de- maybe demolition derby, huh? Take, yeah, a, take, right? a, take them back to launch PlayStation. I just like I thinking of Project Gotham just made me think of uh, Ridge Racer because I really really liked Ridge Racer. It was that it was that arcade thing where I remember Tokyo Extreme Racing. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I would definitely like the CDs. And why and why I say CDs games, I want them made with love and a little bit of budget. Because God knows, there is, they're still out there. They got these crappy ass thrown together race games that they make. There's a whole bunch of them. Well, it's like Just dirt. Well, I mean, dirt was, dirt's okay. I've played one of them. But I mean, if you go to any GameStop and you'll see them, it's shit like Ferrari Racer or, or something like You'll see these budgety ass crap racing games. I want to see a Project Gotham or a Ridge Racer, or Tokyo Train, made with love, though. I want a, I want a full game experience. I don't want something thrown together with the name to just screw me because there's no racing games. I want a full-on, you know, made-with-love game that's fun, mm-hmm. something that, that they have an easy mode because 
you know, I don't want a racing simulator. I, I want to get out of there. I want to see some stupid drift numbers pop up, you know? Yeah, man. I just want to have some fun. Well, there is another racing game that we can touch on real quick that a lot of people will not remember. It died in the PlayStation. Never made it to PS2. Never made it to PS3. It's been dead for a long, long time. And it was so much fun. Ultra-violent, but fun. And that was Road Rash. If Believe it or not, I think there is a new one. No. I think there is, or a re-release. I remember seeing something about it. Yeah, look into it. But I, it might have been a limited run game. I know I've seen something about it. But that, obviously, as, as you've heard from Twitter, nobody's talking about it. So if it is out there, I don't know if it's any good. Nobody's playing it. But I swear to I'm almost 100% positive I saw that game somewhere. So you can look into that, um, you know, whenever you have free time. Hmm. You throw it in the comments below. And I, I hope it is good. I hope it is brought back because I even like the stupid-ass FMV for the PlayStation 1. Yeah. You get knocked off the bike and, and you would see the, the little video, little cheesy ass video, you know? Yeah. Yeah, of him running back to the bike. Like, you could get, if you got knocked off the bike, you could run back to the bike. I always thought that was kind of cool. But, and you could knock the police off the motorcycle because they had motorcycle cops. And, yeah, but I think the last one I remember playing was, uh, uh, R Road Rash 3D. And that was on oh, PS1. Yeah. yeah, that's the, that's the last one I played. Road Rash got a claim to fame from the Sega. Road Rash 1, 2, and 3 were all in the Sega, and they were just a blast. I loved them. Uh, I remember that, that sleek black motorcycle. Oh, it was so fast. I crashed all the time. But you know what? It was fun. <laughs> Sadly, I, I didn't come along to the 3D. I didn't, I didn't have much of the Sega. Yeah, well, I, I wish, you know, that they would bring it back. There was a lot of fun to be had there. Yeah, it's ultra-violent and, you know, whatever. But hey, You know what? Mortal Kombat's ultra-violent. We all still love that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's still praise-winning Game of the Year awards and all kinds of crazy shit. So why not? Bring back Road Rash. Long-dead franchise. It won't cost you really much to bring it back. Just give it to us. X going to give it to you. All right. So let's stick in the, in the vein of the car, okay? Now, here's a series that has been rebooted, and it failed, okay? Uh, it got its claim to fame on PlayStation and then later on PlayStation 2, and then they tried again on the PlayStation uh, 3, and it was awful. And that would be Twisted Metal. I, be yeah. I believe that Twisted Metal, if they, if they put love into it, built, rebuilt it from the ground up, eliminated everything, retcon everything, start fresh, I think that Twisted Metal, oh, and fix the fucking mechanics of that game, Oh, oh my god! Yeah, the, <laughs> the one on PlayStation. I don't know if I had a broken copy or what, but you couldn't even blow up cars. It felt like you had to shoot them for like eight fucking hours. This, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it was extremely too hard, and that was one of the complaints for the Twisted Metal uh, remake was that it was absolutely too hard. And and I played it, and I one. agree. Yeah, that's from the get go. It, like, fuck you. There, there's no, there's no handhold. Yep. You know, you work that shit out. Nah, nah, yeah, I definitely want a more user-friendly uh, version, you know, because it, it was a great series. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I added it. It was on one of the lists we did. I, I think I mentioned before. I want one with the tone of Twisted Metal Black, but mechanically I want it to be a lot more fun and polished and pretty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But I think that it could benefit, especially with this day and age. Especially, the, you know, there's no car combat games out there no. right now. Uh, 
Racing is, the racing is dead. Car combat is dead. Uh, the fighter is now making a comeback. Uh, yeah, I just think it would be a perfect time to just give it that remake love and bring and it all back. For some of these games and franchises we've mentioned, I think it would do variety good. Because I, I don't know about you, but I've been to GameStop. Uh, I go there fairly often because I pass on the way to the gym, and sometimes I'll just come and look at the games. Mm-hmm. But when you look at what's out there, you know, I remember PS1 and PS2, there was all these choices and all these games and so many different variations. It was really cool. And now you're just like, there's there's such a, a narrow window of games. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, bring back vehicle combat. You know, give me a couple of racing options. And now, you know, I can have I can have an arcade racer like, like Project Gotham or, or Tokyo Extreme or whatever. You know, give me something like Twisted Metal, but a, a fun Twisted Metal. Not a game I'm going to put in that's going to kick my ass. I'm not going to want to play it. Yeah, you know, the, I know that's great for dark solely people, but uh, I like to have fun. I don't, I don't want to be pissed off and irritated. Yeah, a, a lot of us, uh, we don't play the games for the for like the over difficulty. You know, we don't live that dark souls life. Um, some of us play to relax, and you know, sometimes we just need that easy mode, that assist mode. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I just, I like, you know, I like a good story, and I want to have fun sometimes. I, you know, I don't want my ass kicked. Life does that enough. I'll play games because I want to have a good time. Yeah. So, uh, so if you're listening to this, do not buy the Street Fighter Anniversary Collection. No, especially if you have high blood pressure like I do. Don't buy it. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm gonna add that to the list. And, and here's my reason. Street Fighter. I want to see the. I hear, hear me out. Ooh. I want to see the Street Fighter collections re-released. Okay, rebuilt them with the fucking console editions. I want the versions of the game that were fun and balanced, not the versions that suck quarters out of people. Mm. Because when I take a game, a series of games, there's like 11 games on that bitch. I took them to Ray's house. Both of us have been playing the game for about 25 years. When neither one of us can beat a single game in the goddamn collection on easy, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know you know age is a factor, but we don't suck that much. Nope. You know, come on. That's, that's my, ridiculous. No, my skills are still pristine. Yeah, but I even try. I even tried cheaping them uh, with uh, E Honda, and that that didn't even work. It worked in the arcade, not in this version of the arcade, apparently. Yeah. Oh my god, it was fucking. It was nasty. It was almost like playing Street Fighter Four uh, Original Edition, where Seth just beats the fuck out of you. <laughs> oh. All right. So let's pull one out of your list. Let, let's pull out mm, Max Payne. How do you feel about Max Payne? You got it on your list here. Why? Why is Max Payne here? Max Payne, it's it's made by uh, Rockstar. It was one of their old... I, well, I think they, they bought it. I don't know. But I always really, really like the story of Max Payne. And I still like the very noir cutscenes done. It was like a noir comic that they would read. That was the cutscenes in the original game. And those are still a lot of fun to look at. And it's a really great story. It's really dark. And it's got that, you know, just Sin City, old 30 noir kind of thing, if you know what I mean. And... It's such a great game, but it's aged so bad. It, it's I can't play Max Payne 1 anymore. It's so ugly and blocky from that PS2 just early thing. It's not pretty to look at. It doesn't but the play story, But the well. story was always good. Yeah, the story's really good. I yeah. mean, mind you, it's a little cliched, obviously. It, you know, it's got the whole framed cop, murderers, like that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But it was so cool. You know what I mean? Like, it had the such, you were intrigued if you, if you liked that sort of stuff. And, and I do. 
you know, I want to play more of it. And I really enjoyed the story of, of Max Payne and, and the shit it goes through and, you know, trying to do his job and all these elements that come into it. But it's a game that I can't stand to look at anymore. You know, like when the cutscenes are not on, the game is so hard to play and look at visually. And I, I think it's such a good franchise. Like three was okay for PS3. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was cool to sit in there. But I'd love to see it rebuilt. Go, I want to see the story of one told again. Like, I don't want to see Bald. I want to see Max Payne, you know, the cop, the, the, the you know, that, the recovering addict, the, the, you know, that, that character. I want to see him as he's supposed to be in all that glory and then the muggy, crappy city and these one-down apartments and, and all of that great things that made up that series. Mm-hmm. And I think that if they reboot it, you know, reboot it, fix it up, make it pretty, I really think that the Max Payne brand could be. I mean, obviously, it's not going to hit the Grand the Grand Theft Auto Red Dead Redemption, but I think uh, Rockstar would have another solid game on their hand. That would be much easier for them to make. You know, it's not an open world; it's just this city, and I just I think that'd be a great experience. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, basically, the only thing I remember from the Max Payne games is the bullet time. That, that's oh, yeah. really all I remember is the bullet flying into their head or wherever the hell you shot it. And I remember I, I played it so long ago, but so the story's kind of faded on me. But uh, I remember I enjoyed the game. Uh, basically, your your family gets killed. Um, yeah, from what I remember. Familiar. Yeah, well, yeah, your family gets killed. Uh, you're trying to figure this out. There's serial killers on the run. So it's like the so it's like the Punisher, but as a cop. More or less, it definitely has uh, very shades of the Punisher, and and you you take uh you pain pain medicine as your health. Mm-hmm. So you know some people might have a problem with that. You're literally taking drugs to heal yourself, which isn't really wrong. I mean, isn't that technically what we what we do in reality? You know, mm-hmm. but um, you know, and obviously there's the dirty cop thing is police. You know, at, at some point, and I might be remembering part two a little bit because I would definitely one and two together would be even better, but. Your your friend turns on you, and you know you're trying to track down the drug dealer and the serial killer. Like Punisher, exactly. And the cops have, now they're after you. So it is very Punisher esque. This is the Punisher. But uh, I thought Mark Wahlberg. Yes, <laughs> that really could have been good. God damn it! But um, I, I definitely think it would make for a really really solid full on remake. And you know, I know we're doing this list for obvious reasons, but I even think that. Remakes should not be looked down on. Some of these games are like 20, 30 years old, and they're such solid stories and such solid franchises. I think remakes of games, though I know some people will call it lazy, I think it's a genius idea. You know, look what it did for Hitman. Look what it did for Tomb Raider. Look what it's doing for Resident Evil 2. You know, there's so many games that we all love, and, and it's just technology's better now, and storytelling's better, and the way they make games is better. I would, I love seeing these franchises rebuilt. We've done, you know, I, even HD to some degree. I, I like seeing the video game genre get the same love as film. Oh, shit. Sean stole something. Two episodes in a row. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I told you. That's Baltimore. I keep, I keep it real. Keep it 100 for the and audience. I, and I love that you keep your windows open while you're recording so we can hear the damn cop cars going by. I, I, you know, I can shut it, but you can still hear them. I know. I lived there for 30 years. I know. Uh, so, you, you know, you were bringing up... Max Payne, it sounds just like The Punisher, but do you remember The Punisher game on PS2 and Xbox? I absolutely do. I thought that was probably the best... I wouldn't even say... Oh, man, shit. I wouldn't even say it's the best superhero game, because it is, right? 
But an overall game, I loved it. And it wasn't just the ultra violence of it, but the story of it was really good. It's, it's your basic Punisher story, but the set pieces, you know, you're in a coffin, you pop out at the funeral home, you mow down like 50 mobsters, you know, it really captured the Punisher perfectly. You know what it was? One of the things the Punisher did really, really well, and it's something I wish the Stranglehold game could have did really well. Mm, it's it's how you make exactly, you know, and and both of these games, they're, they're both really good games. But where Stranglehold fell short, unfortunately, it was a a sequel to Hard Boiled, yeah, one of the greatest Hong Kong action movies of all time. Preach. This is a sequel to Punisher with Thomas Jane, you know, and the thing is. Is this is how I wish it was done more often. This is how you make a video game tie-in, because it was a tie-in to the movie. It was a, a basically a sequel. Mm-hmm. You had the voice actors, which is always great, you know, especially if you're going to use the likeness. It's really great when you get the voice actors. You got Thomas Jane in it. He, he gave a great performance, and they made this game really, really solid. They put the love in it. They put the effort in there, and they made a game that's as good as the Punisher movie. But you're playing the character, and it felt right in there. You know, you didn't feel like, oh, okay, they made a movie. This is some half-assed game. It was really fun. You know, they had a really pretty solid interrogation mode thing. Mm-hmm. With oh, little, yeah. <laughs> with little, for lack of a better word, torture mini games. You had to get the, the interrogation just right without accidentally killing them. And, you know, it was such a solid game. I was even, funny enough, talking about this today with a friend of mine. You know, we still remember the game fondly, and I have no idea who owns the rights because THQ went out of business. Yeah, uh, what is, was it a claim? Uh, a claim, I, was, I think a claim made it. I thought THQ made it. I think they might have been partnered on it. I, well, I want to I, I say it was a claim, but uh, I don't know who, who the hell owns it now. I wish somebody would save this game because, I, you know, I would settle for an HD but if you could rebuild the game with that fun-ass story with today's graphics and really give me a new, you know, that that would be amazing. It was so great, you know? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, if, I mean, what kind of fun are you having if you can't bust into a, a, a meth lab and completely destroy it and burn it to the ground? Um, you, you know, there's hanging a crack the crack, Hanging crackheads out the windows and shoving people's heads in fish tanks filled with piranha. Good Lord. You could throw the crackheads out the window. He had yeah. this mechanic where he would just grab them and you would just toss them right out the window. Yeah. I don't know. There's something fun about throwing crack addicts out the window to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm fucked up. Maybe it's the Baltimore talking. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely time. the Baltimore talking because I felt the exact same way. <clears throat> but uh, I like how, you know, at, you know, Spoiler alert, I guess. At the end of the game, you get you go to jail, but you do it on purpose. You, you know, and when you're playing the game, you thought you got caught. You're like, ah, shit, he's going to jail, game over. The game ain't over, son. You bust out of jail and just wreak all kinds of havoc inside that prison. It's probably one of the best final ending sequences in a video game. And this, and we're talking about a Punisher game. This was a nothing game. It says, this isn't Black Panther. This isn't Iron Man. This is the fucking Punisher. But it captured the Punisher so perfectly that you really thought that you were Frank fucking Castle. Loved it. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I would love to see a new Punisher game. Yeah, I mean, not only was, you know, the, it was so great. I even liked the added feature of uh, you had Thomas Jane, and then when you got new weapons, you would store them in the armory. 
So you get to hear the Punisher describe these weapons. You know, the actual, you know, uh, Thomas Jane, you'd hear him like, yeah, you know, it's a flamethrower thing, weighed a ton, but it would turn him into hamburger. And you'd get that voice, and you're just like, mm-hmm. that is so cool. You know, and it was, it's just one of those examples that I tell people <clears throat> all the time. The love shows. They could have made nothing. They could have made, like, any other movie tie-in piece of crap game. Yep. These people, whoever won in and made this game, they delivered on the definitive Punisher game. Yeah. I know. Have you ever played the Van Helsing or the, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Buffy. Uh, yeah, the Buffy game or, uh. They were pretty good though. Yeah, the Blade game was pretty good too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely love a new Punisher game. Unlikely it'll happen, but we can cross our fingers. Dick's too. Hey, maybe, you know, with the Netflix show getting a little popularity, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, and oh, the Spider-Man oh, game doing a, so well. And on a, a quick side note, um, if you're enjoying the Punisher series, go back and watch Punisher Warzone, which is also on Netflix as of this recording. Uh, masterful. You know, you Dude, thought the Thomas, yeah, I know. You thought the Thomas Jane one was good. I enjoyed Punisher Warzone a hundred times more than that. That's just a little side note for you. Um, it really captured yeah. the Punisher. I, I really, Thanks, really, really dug that, that movie. Show was based on Punisher Max. It was, well, not yeah. maybe not the Max, but it was definitely based on the Garth Ennis run. Right, right. And that's always good. Exactly. Uh, speaking of always good, let's see if you remember a little game called Kotar, Knights of the Old Republic. Now, this was a Star Wars game, and it was probably <laughs> LucasArts' best game, and it was also the launching point for mm. BioWare, who would later go on to make the godly Mass Effect games, minus Andromeda. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, that's another series that we've, they've made, and I know there's Knights of the Public online, and I'm sure that's fine. You can even get it on your phone now. You can get it on your iPhone or your Android, it's like 10 bucks. Well, I mean, they they have a massively multiplayer one, Ew. which is okay. If you're into that sort of thing, really, if you, you enjoy it, I tried, I couldn't get into it. They made Star Wars Power. WoW. Yeah, basically, and you know, Ew. power to you. But Ew. I like the original uh, Knights of the Old Republic. But one, it it's use it uses the old outdated Dungeons and Dragons game system, mm-hmm. and it worked, and it, it still does work. It's it's okay, but I definitely would like to see Kotar rebuilt with that awesome story, today's graphics, and built using a more modern engine, like maybe even like the Mass Effect engine, mm-hmm. <clears throat> something that just plays more like an action RPG instead of that system. I, I think it would work better. And I, I think we would enjoy it a little bit more. And, you know, if we could get Bioware to do it, and we could get EA to, to let go of this microtransaction greed shit that they, they haven't been able to escape since PS2. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, PS3. Sorry. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, was... Since PS3, because, you know, they haven't made a good game since arguably Mass Effect 2. Or no, we'll say 3. We'll say 3. Since Mass Effect 3, because I, I like that enough. Ending game, be damned. Still a good game. But they've lost their way. They've lost their way. They, you know, their games are all. I'm not really a big fan of the Dragon Age series. There's so much micro. There's so greed, and they don't care. But if we could get Kotar, you know, built up with this great story set, you know, what was it, a thousand years or three thousand years before Episode One mm-hmm. with uh, Darth Revan, if I remember right. Yep. You know, it had you got it. All, it, it had so much coolness to it, and, and so much precursor. I, I love the game, you mm-hmm. know, and. I had it. I, I bought it on my tablet when I had an iPad. I bought it on that just to play it again, 
sure, it wasn't so great because, well, it was a tablet, but still, it's such a cool game, and we all have these great memories. Any any gamer, even like the, the Punisher game, mm-hmm. is the same way. You ask anybody that played the game, and as long as that's your kind of game, you like the game. Nobody who likes RPGs or likes Star Wars, everybody, everybody's like, it's a great game, and we're all talking about it. And to get it rebuilt, no season pass, no bullshit. You build Complete the game. game. Complete game. Everything there. Solid you're, asking story. A, you're asking for a lot in this, in this day gaming, buddy. Oh, I know. I know in today's world, especially EA, they couldn't do it. But if you can build complete game, even the stupid Xbox DLC of that dumbass planet, you know, give me the whole game. Full-on new game. Maybe some new uh, weapon choices or something. Like, fully make it, since you broke Mass Effect, rebuild the Kotar Empire. Give us that universe. Give us that good voice acting. Give us the good cutscenes. You know, make a deluxe edition if you want. Throw in a metal box. I'm fine with that. But no DLC. Just give me a complete game. I think it would help EA. If the EA did this, it would be like when Capcom, you know, redid Monster Hunter or, or redid any of oh, the Resident Evil. You know, they got back in the good graces. I think if EA made a complete Kotar game, no DLC, or if there was, it was free. No microtransactions, no bullshit, just a straight-on amazing rebuild uh, of Kotar. I think that would be EA getting back into the world's graces and giving us all the game we've all been dying for. Well, I could see the DLC thing if they gave us... Like, Mass Effect even had DLC, but it made sense to the to the overall story. You know what I mean? Like, it was adding on to the already great story, and it was kind of worth it, the DLC was. So if they could give us that... I wouldn't mind it, but like you said, free. But don't microtransaction to death. So you made another good point on that. Um, to bring back Kotar, I think would revitalize Star Wars gaming because a, a lot of people are going for these story-based driven games now. You know, I mean, look at the Telltale series. I mean, just point and click, but it's all about the story. You know, Last of Us has an amazing story. God of War has an amazing story, and um, Red Dead uh, Redemption has an amazing story. Spider Man. Okay, yeah, there you go. Another point. It's an amazing story. That's what Kotar was. It wasn't the prettiest, and it wasn't the most action-heavy. But, I mean, you made all your choices, just like Mass Effect. You would make all your choices, and you could go to the light side, or you could go to the dark side, you know? Well, I mean, it was it was very much the precursor to Mass Effect. If you Absolutely. look at the menu oh, system, company. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same company, um, some similar loading screens, and even the... the um, the dialogue options. If you look at the way Kotar was built, it was very, very clear that Mass Effect was the next generation of that system. Yep, you're absolutely correct. Um, so, yeah, Kotar needs to come back, absolutely. If they can't give us a remake, at least give us a part three, for shit's sake. Uh, yeah, right? Because, you know, come on now, I, we all, I love RPGs, and mm-hmm. I love the Star Wars universe, and I miss having good Star Wars games. Oh man, but you got, but you got Battlefront, dog. You got two of them, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but how often do I want to play my PSP? Now, ow. <laughs> but look, the, the Star Wars games one and two, I, I've played them on the PS4, and I will say that they are—they're not terrible games, especially now, uh, gameplay-wise. Yeah, they're okay, but they should both be like twenty-dollar games. And they're both of them are just okay. The story sucks, but the multiplayer is at least all right for Battlefront 2. But it's not nearly as good as what it was. And it's not the same. You know, I, I don't... I, I know I say all the time I want to see original ideas. 
Yeah. But when it comes to Star Wars, I want games that are as good as the Jedi Knight series, Jedi Outcast, the Kotar, you know, even Kotar 2, hell, even Republic Commando. I want to see good Star Wars games again that have really cool stories and fun gameplay or Force Unleashed type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's no Star Wars games. In the last 10 years, we've had Star Wars Connect, Lego Star Wars, like three, I think, or yeah. Force Awakens. And uh, Force Unleashed. And, uh, there's been yeah. very few games. On PS4, Star Wars and Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, sorry, Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Other than Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, that's your Star Wars game. That's all you got. That's it. In five well, years. Well, you know, back in the day, you had what? Rogue Squadron. You had Rebel Assault. You had, uh, uh, Dark, uh, what was it called? Can't Dark it. Forces. Dark Jedi Forces. Knight. Jedi, uh, what was it called? Jedi, Jedi Knight, Academy. Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Academy, which was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Outcast, yeah. uh, you had, uh, I mean, you had a whole plethora of games here. And now it's like, like you said, there's only, what, one game every so often? That I there's got two. Nothing. One current gen systems, there's two. I'm sorry, three. Lego Star Wars and yeah. Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2. That's stupid. Uh, you know, at least when Lucas was money hungry, he was cranking them games out. But then he sold to Disney, and Disney's like, we already got money. We don't have to waste any more. Fuck the games. Which, which is a them. damn shame, because that Star Wars 1313 they canceled looked like the first great Star Wars game in a long time, and they mm-hmm. threw it away. Yeah, I know. Oh, well. So let's move on from the old Star Wars, because we can argue about it all day and night. Uh, another game that should get the full remake treatment. And you might agree with me, or you might not agree with me on this one. Not sure. Ghost and Goblins. I would like to see it easier. <laughs> I mean, there's not if much I of a could... there's not much of a story to Ghost and Goblins. There never was. But uh, just I would just love to see it brought up with a story. You know, you know, uh, I I think they could make a story to it. That's what I'm saying. Because I mean, the basis obviously is is they stole the princess. Yep. You want your girl back. But there's actually, I, I think if you took the, the customization and you took Arthur, and I, I think even with a serious, a little bit more serious vibe, I think you could really make that franchise something really cool and fun again. And, you know, I, I know some people will hate me, but make it a little easier. You know, if I could actually beat the game would be cool. Maybe yeah. not snap a controller in half. Yeah, Ghost and Goblins and, like, Super Ghost and Ghouls, were they were nothing to fuck with. You know, Wu Tang and Ghost and Goblins ain't nothing to fuck with. Uh, Dude, if you beat the game, if you somehow were a god amongst men and you could get to the end of that game, because I sure as fuck couldn't, you had to beat it again. That was the they flip you the fucking bird because you're not you got nothing. You yeah. got nothing. All they for got, all for an oh. ending that was mistranslated to hell. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it was pretty bad. But I mean, it just, I think that it's a wasted franchise. I think that if they gave it some love and brought it back, I think it could be fantastic. I mean, honestly, yeah. with the way it works, even as a side scroller, because it's basically a side scroller, if mm-hmm. you didn't want to give it a full on rebuild, you could make a really solid, solid, solid satisfying side scroller game mm-hmm. on, on a system like the Switch, because that side scrolling retro thing is making a comeback. Like, That's this what, is the yeah. perfect time for exactly. it. You're, I mean, they're making new Mega Man games. You got, you had Mega Man 9, 10, 11. I mean, it's, it's coming back. I mean, and I think that's awesome. There's a lot of indie games out there too that are uh, side scrollers. And I think it's awesome that they're coming back, honestly, because, yeah, you know, I mean, growing up, they were our bread and butter, man. And, you know, and it's, you're, it's you're, not a bad way to make a game, you know, for, for indie game. It's a smaller game. 
but they're still fun. And, you know, even, even me, you know, I'm not that great at them. But still, sometimes you just want a simple game. What do I got to do? Get to the right side of the screen. Amen. You're not looking up puzzles. You don't need a strategy guide. Most of the time, you don't need help. You're just kicking a little ass, having fun. You put on some tunes, maybe. You know, that, I like those kind of games. Mm-hmm. Yep, get to the right side of the screen. All you got to have is good reaction time and timing. And that's about it. So, I mean, there's not much skill involved with it. But, you know, have you ever done invisible blocks in Mega Man? There is skill involved. <laughs> We don't so, talk about those blocks. I told you that. You just hand the controller to me and tell me to do the fucking blocks. You do I it do. every time. You do it every time. I admit it. I'm, I hate those blocks. Fuck those blocks. <sighs> all right. So, all right. Let's pick another rando. Um, I think, yeah, I'm going to go with this one. Uh, the Metroid series. I, I think that this is a good franchise. And they've rebooted it and did the whole first-person shooter thing. And, and that was pretty cool for what it was. But I think that... They need to go back to their roots. Like, we're already talking about side-scrollers. Make Metroid great again. Make, okay, it, a, I, make it a side-scroller again. I think it would be I, the perfect time. I think time. there's room for both. I think there's room for Because I like the Metroid Prime series. Ah, I was not a fan. I'm like, this I, is... I'm four, which is already being made. I'm just like, this is not my fucking Metroid. Okay, Metroid and Super Metroid, that was my jam. Okay, especially Super Metroid. That's my jam. And y'all are fucking with the formula, and I do not appreciate it. So I want a full system reboot. I want a full franchise reboot on this shit. Hey, I'm saying there's room for both. I think you could do a really solid, a solid Metroid game now, especially like we were saying with the side scroller thing. And you, can, you still got your prime. You know, you can have both. It's not hurting nothing. That oh, way, people oh, like Jesus. me can you know get what my I just, shoot on. You know what I thought about is that if they did it like that, appeasing both people, they're going to have Blaster Master. Yes. So essentially, it's going to be Blaster Master. Who doesn't like Blaster Master? Sick people, and they're out there. I know they're out there. But yeah, I know it, it easily. You know that I know they did them for the um, the 3DS for a while to varying degrees of success. But I think being that the Switch. And it really loves the side-scroller thing. There's a whole bunch of indie side-scrolling kind of games. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you do Metroid? Like, you know, everybody's getting big on your console. Bring out the fucking Metroid, you know, Metroidvania. It came from you. You know, do it. You know, make a full-on Metroid. That way, you know, it takes decades to make a Metroid Prime 4 that people are happy with. And that's all well and good. I look forward to playing Metroid Prime 4. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind getting me some straight up old school Metroid on either. You know, in the meantime, throw out one of those. I'll, I'll kick some ass in that. That's what I'm talking about, man. I really enjoy playing Metroid, Super Metroid, doing the side scrolling thing, and you know, collecting items and keys and all the other crap. So I mean, I just just want it back. I I don't want the first person shit. They tried that shit with Star Fox too. Once you took Star Fox out of the damn ship, it was pointless. You're a fucking pilot, bro. Be a pilot. Okay, I, I don't. I, okay, I don't go to a. I don't go to a, a laser eye surgeon. You know, I, I I don't go for laser eye surgery for and go to a fucking plumber. Do I? No, know your role. All right. And lose the motion controls. We all know we're talking to you, Star Fox Zero. We almost had a Star Fox, a good Star Fox game. Fucking motion controls, really? Piece of shit. Are Are you trying to get me to piss fire by talking about that shit right now? I'm just saying. Don't no. bring that. Don't bring that up. I just, I just want a Star Fox, just like you, in the ship, 
No motion controls. That's it. I just want to shoot people in a fucking plane. I just want. That's it. I want to shoot people in space. I don't. I don't want to control things with motion ever. Amen, brother. Amen. You have on your list Jade Empire, and I'm just kind of curious why you have that on your list. Not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying. I'm just kind of curious why. Uh, The first obvious reason, and I've been pumping this goddamn thing for years. I absolutely loved Jade Empire. I wanted another one. You know, I really, really like the fact that it's a it's a very unique game. It's a it's an action RPG where you learn different martial arts styles to fight with. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of magic, you're learning kung fu. You're learning you know all these different things, and that's not done. I that know often. kung fu exactly. And um, the other thing that's it's a very interesting to me is I I really like the Asian culture and all my games. Obviously, Yakuza Judgment, which is coming out, Sleeping Dogs. I really like Asian culture. And if you look at RPGs, even the anime-based ones, they're always based on Europe. They're always based on that, like, medieval knights kind of look. Like that Renaissance-type. Yeah, yeah, they they always go for that. And even the anime ones, even Sword Art Online, even, you know, the Tales of Bizarre series, they almost always have this um, Euro style. And I really like the the look of of the Chinese armor, the Japanese armor, and the samurais and ninjas. And to get to play in that world, the, the Asian culture, the more Eastern one, and, and you could do this with, with Indian or any, any of those kind of cultures, it's just different. I like being in a different world. You know, there's so many Dragon Age, Skyrim clones. Yeah. You can't really, there, there's so many. I'm bored of that universe. And if you like that, you know, more power to you. But I like these themes. So I very much like a game, you know, just like Jedi Empire, which was very much like for Kotar did for Star Wars, this was for 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 Asian culture, mm-hmm. and you know you had the ghost elements in there, so there was the supernatural elements. You had kung fu, you had golems, you had I'm uh, sorry, golems. You had all these really really cool elements, and it had this great soundtrack and dealing with the emperor, and just all these great elements. And, and like it was I a said, long game too, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, it, I think I think it was like a thirty something hour game. I mean, it was it pretty was, it was pretty long. It was, uh, you know, pretty long, and it was an action RPG, and you had those uh, skillful choices like Mass Effect. You had, you know, where you can choose the different dialogue options. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, how many games you play where you got different spells? A thousand. But in this one, you know, you could choose between karate, between kung fu. You had a style that he used, like these Vega Claw kind of things. Mm-hmm. And this game, it, you know, it's... Nope, gee, I don't know. something else. Hey, we're bumping. Um, you know, it's a game that had such a profound impact on me. I played this game on Xbox 2001, you know, almost 20 years ago, and I'm still praising how much I love that game. They never released it, and that's another thing that kind of hurts me is that they never re-released it. There's not a Jade Empire 2. There's no other game that I know of that plays like Jade Empire. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think I think Dynasty Warriors would be the closest thing to Jade Empire. That's horribly depressing. Yeah, I'm just saying. But Dynasty yeah. Warriors are still rolling, so. Yeah, I mean, the the really sucky thing is, is it's just, there's not many action RPGs that are like that game. And it's, it's one of these games. Yeah, and, you know, it's one of these things that it's it's like this itch you can't scratch. There's, there's these good games coming out for sure, but I want that game, you know, and I, I would settle for an HD re-release, but if I could get a full brand new game, Heaven forbid the people that do Yakuza built the game. You know, give me that. Go to town. Mm-hmm. But it was originally made by Bioware. That's the funny thing. It wasn't like a no-name company. It's a really solid game. And just, 
you know, I, I praise it all the time. It's Jade Empire and Persona 2. I'm not Persona, sorry. Parasite Eve 2 mm. are like two of my favorite games that I would love to see rebuilt. I'd love to see them done right. And I think in this world of, of very similar games, like I said, Skyrim, Dragon Age, there's so many that are so similar to get games with a different perspective, I just think would do amazing things. I think the gaming, how do I put this? I think the way that the gaming market works now is that they're so worried about turning a huge, huge, you know, blockbuster profit that they don't go for it anymore. You know, you used to get all kinds of weird fucking games. Like, look, look at Destroy All Humans. You know, they used to just go for it. You know what I mean? Because I guess they figured there's a niche for for everything out there. You know, there's always a fan of something out there. Somebody wants to be an alien destroying humans, collecting cows, all that crazy shit. It's out there. Uh, and that was an EA game, by the way. But oh, I mean, was it really? Yeah. But now, yeah. it's just they're so afraid. They're they're so afraid of failing and I, and I just I think it kills all the fun factor everything has to be a, a game of the year candidate why don't we just put out games that are fun anymore uh, you're not wrong I mean like I said I, I really enjoyed like last year like Spider-Man and Smash Bros not that they're not good they were great but if you think about it, in general most games now belong to a franchise another Smash another Mario another Zelda Doom Borderlands COD Fallout, whatever, and not, I'm not saying they're not great games because a lot of them are really good and there's a lot of fun to be had, but it's like you very rarely get a new game. You know, like, come on, just, you know, you want money. Well, we want some new shit. We want to do something fun. We want to have something crazy. Try something new. Yeah. Uh, well, don't do anything new until this list is over. <laughs> and even what we're saying like these old ideas bring them back if you rebuild some of these great games you still got the name like your franchise so you can rebuild this and you can bring another franchise back and like bring back Max Payne bring back Jade Empire mm-hmm. you know bring back some of these old franchises that I, I think still have a lot of life in them yeah um, another one on our list it had a huge following and then it killed itself pretty much and that was Mercenaries uh, the first game, the first game was a total blast. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, just going around and pretty much picking up all, what was it? Was it 52? 52. It was 52, 52, 52 of the cards. <clears throat> uh, that was, was just fun. You, the premise of the game is very simple. You play as one of three to possibly four mercenaries. My memory's not that good. And it's, it's basically a sandbox game. So you're in this, this area. Of I think it was Asia because I know there was like no, that was uh, it was Korea I, I I think it was North Korea, which is whatever. Um, so basically you're in this big area. It's a big sandbox, open world kind of game. You pick one of your mercenaries and you pick the gear you want. Now what's really cool about this game is the overall mission. So there was no fetch quest really. There's not all this stupid well, shit. They're all fetch your, quests. Your job is to either kill or capture. 52 people in any order that you want, pretty much, other than the, the four main guys. And you can buy whatever weapons you want, and they're all effective. You can take the jeeps, you can take civilian cars, you can do whatever you want to do, but your overall job is to take out these 52 people. And you can run in their guns a-blazing, you can kill everybody there, mm. and then knock out the leader, throw them on the helicopter for a little bit of extra cash if you want, or you just kill them. Who cares? There's a, and there's the a- idea is... 
there's there's also a fact mm. that you forgot to mention, and that's you know if you do a mission for say the North Koreans, it's gonna piss off the Russians. So if you go into like Russian territory, they're gonna fuck you up. I thought I always thought that was a cool aspect of the game. That's why you hopped in the civilian car, so that way they would ignore your ass. Like you really had to choose your side wisely. Like if okay, if I do this mission, I'm gonna piss off the North Koreans. Uh, but I'll I'll do good for I can't remember the other factions. There was like four different factions. And was, uh, yeah, it was like allies, North Korea, yeah. Russians, and the mob. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it was <laughs> that. Yeah, good call. And so you really had to plan out how you were going to get this ace, you know, or or you know whatever card you were going after. Uh, I just I thought it was a great game. A lot of different cool weapons. I mean, it had a tactical nuke, man. Come on. I like the fact that it was very close to um, Crackdown. I don't know which one came out first, but it, the uh, thing I like about first series games, before Crackdown. Uh, see, and it's a simple formula. That the thing I like is so when you capture these guys dead or alive, you get intel. So there's four main big guys. You're capturing the little guys to get enough intel to go after one of the four bosses. But the cool thing about the game is it's all about fun. I mean, you got your tactics and you got your factions, and that's all cool. But there's no, like, you can't use a favorite gun of yours because this one's got a better whatever. You can pick whatever gun that you are happy with because they all work, and you can play the game in the most free sense of it. The, there's not a fetch quest and side quest because the fetch quest is the overall mission. So well, the well, there are. There are. A good well, time. There are sub-quests, though. Uh, you can go to, like, the Russian mafia and stuff, and they'll have, like, um, arms running and shit like that for you. So if you wanted to do that to gain favor... Uh, with one of the factions, you could, but it's I'm not your overall mission. Yeah, well, it's also I also meant that it's not like some of the other ones where, like, if you didn't do enough favors, you couldn't go to a new area. Mm-hmm. Like all these things helped you, and you'd get more money or maybe some cu- some cool guns. Like if you did enough favors, the North Korea would give you the North Korean helicopter, which was always a blast. Yeah, but, that uh, was that was the no. The South Korean had the uh, assault helicopter. Those are the ones you wanted to hang out with. But <laughs> I mean, I was you know that, or hijack that, it. That's the cool thing is, is it was like a reward. Like if you want to help them, you'll get some cool shit. But if you don't feel like doing that bullshit, you can just play the game and it doesn't hurt you. You're still going to have a good time. Yeah. And I think, you know, go back to that fun factor for me, because the game like Mercenaries is the kind of game where you put on your custom soundtrack and you're just kicking ass and you're just having a good time. Like it was just fun. You know, you brought in their machine guns blazing and they tried with Mercenaries too. But they fought for the formula, and yeah. it just didn't work. And the it was simplistic, broken. Yeah, the, the simplistic gameplay, man. I played one, God knows how many times. Two, I ran through once. So this isn't uh, so much of a a remake like that Resident Evil treatment. You want you want more of like an HD remake, just kind of bring it back, or well, I mean, you want a whole new game built from the Mercenaries name, you. but just redo it all. I would be fine with an HD remaster. Don't get me wrong, because I really like I really like Mercenaries One, and yeah. in today's day and age, to give me a good fuck it game, I'll buy it. Not yeah. a problem. I, I give you twenty bucks for it. Happy as hell. But if I could get that game built up, you know, that would be amazing. And we almost had it. We almost had it. And I, you know, I'll try and make this quick. There was a game called Agents of Mayhem, and it was so close, so close to being this great game. It was made by the Saints Row guys. And you pick your different mercenaries, and you got a partner that follows you. 
and each mercenary has their own special tactics that they're good at. The problem with Agents of Mayhem is they stupidly didn't make it multiplayer. When you have an AI a partner, like this game should have been multiplayer. The fun was there. Mm-hmm. Like it was, we were right there. You you even had the girl that does Diva did a character in the game, and she's really fun. And the fun was there. There's a lot of fun, but the game felt budgety. It wasn't multiplayer. And the driving mechanic, the camera needed to be up, so the driving wasn't a lot of fun. But we were almost there, and to have a game like that, like Mercenaries, especially if it was co-op, imagine a a built-up game where me and you could get, you know, we could be in the city either together or, you know, by ourselves, just running through these bases, kicking ass, taking over the territories, taking out the enemies. That's a lot of fun. It's just simplistic. You know what I mean? It's just, there's... One would give you that multiplayer itch that you could play with your friends, a game where you don't have to kill each other, yeah. you'll kill other people. And two, it's just fun. You know, especially if you, you know, you could have the, the current characters, cause there was, uh, there was like a, an Asian girl, a British rock, rock guy, uh, there was a couple other characters, but to make your own character would be even cooler. You know, like the Saints Road treatment, like if you give your own custom voice to, to really deck them out, you know, I think if you could do that with mercenaries, I think there's a lot of fun to be had. I think there's a lot of potential. Yeah. And I think we need that kind of fun, like that simplicity right now. I think games are too overly complicated these days. I think just the simpler, the better these days, for me at least. In Um, fact, you know, speaking of this game, this just brought another game to mind, which may or may not be on your list, but I'm going to use it to connect because this just came in. Okay. Army of Two. I was thinking about that when you were talking about it, and I'm like, do I really want to talk about Army of Two? Because it's more of a modern game, and they they try to bring it back. And eh, uh, the sequel's um But yeah, but I think it, me, I think it could work. I I think you know I think even Army of Two. I if think they, it. If they I think it, it. I I think it could work if EA didn't touch it. Yeah, because definitely. because EA has a certain like shooter style. The way Army of Two worked, it, it kind of felt like the way Mass Effect did. Like like the the crosshairs and and just the the play style kind of felt Mass Effecty. I and, think Army of Two was one of the most perfect games for the way that we played. Yeah, because I I'm not really good at stealth, so I had all the all the heat, and then you could just snipe them. Well, I was more like a behind them. Couple. Yeah, it was like it was so perfect because I could run in there with my fucking bling because I had the gold guns and shit. Yeah. Shooting everybody up, taking cover, and all the heat's on me, and then you were out there just sniping them. Like, mm-hmm. that was fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I miss Army of Two. You, you know, it caught a lot of shit, but I enjoyed all of them. You know, you know I, one, one, two, and uh, what was the other one? Like, Devil's Day or something like that. I enjoyed, I enjoyed all them. of them, but the end of the third game. I think making the two characters that you fell in love with over a trilogy kill each other in the last bit. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. that was a dumbass idea. That was so fucking stupid. And that killed the franchise. So they killed it themselves, did. killed the franchise. Um, yeah. You know, it was just like Mass Effect 3. Up until the end of that game, you're having a pretty all right time. But when you right. get to the twist where you got to kill each other, you just you the end of the game was like, fuck you. Yeah, the big fuck you ending. Man, the, this list is kind of bringing back some painful memories. I think I've, I've like five or six fucks in this episode. I'd like to believe it's my most fuck happy episode yet. Yeah, I'm definitely going to need a, a bag of weed and a bottle of booze after this one. Um, hmm. Okay, so speaking of weed. <laughs> oh, God, you would really need it to understand the point of this game. All right, you ready? 
Let's oh, talk. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about Dino Crisis. <laughs> oh my god, fucking Dino Crisis. Yeah, I think the Dino Crisis was a cap. It was a Capcom game, and it was pretty awful. But at the same time, it was visionary. I mean. <laughs> It was ahead of its time, I will tell you that much, and they gave it a sequel. I don't know how the hell. Didn't they get... No, it got two sequels, didn't it? I'm almost positive there was a Dino Crisis 3. Oh, my God. I have not played a third one if there is one. I've played the first two. But, I mean, cool concept. Resident Evil with dinosaurs. Cool concept, no doubt. Uh, Just failed on every single level. The voice acting was terrible. The sound effects for the gun, all the guns, was awful. If Turek can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah, and I mean, I thought it was a cool concept, but it's just ugly and awful to to hear and look at. (coughs) Sorry. It it very much is. But I think if they, if they brought it back now, especially with the, with the, uh, the hype of Jurassic Park and Jurassic World and, you know, or it's more all, obscure games like Beyond Good and Evil, which is getting a revival, which is a very, like, quirky kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, like Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, weird creatures and Monster Hunter and, you know, just, just shit like that. I think it could work. I think monsters are making a comeback. Why not fucking dinosaurs? Have a res- luck that's in the way. Plus, you know, I think it would just be amazing to look at. You know, they can do so much more with technology than they could Back in 1990, where I want to say it was 98 when it came out. Yeah, God, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely somewhere in the 90s. Yeah, and I think they could just do. It, it could be great. Like I'm visualizing it in my head right now, and it's looking good. It's sounding good, and I, I just think it's a. Uh, I mean, the story was man, it was okay. <laughs> find hey, out, you could have find a bad out. Story if you could do it fun. I mean, find out who. Uh, what was it? It was find out who let the dinosaurs loose or created these uh, genetically altered dinosaurs. Hey, look at that! Jurassic World stole yeah. from fucking Dino Crisis. Capcom should be getting a check. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's basically was the plot, if you want to call it that. It just barely had a plot. Actually, I only know about two people in my entire life that actually finished the game. So I did not. But I think with all this uh, this remake talk and all this stuff, you know, because they're going to supposedly, you know, quote unquote, uh, remake uh, Final Fantasy VII from the ground up. Uh, they are. They are. From what I've seen, they legitimately are doing it. It's just when we'll get it. Who knows? They're not pulling people off the teams that are on different games to, to fuck with it. So, you know, so they're going to redo that. I mean, why not Dino Crisis? Why not? Fuck it. What else we got to do, man? You know? And as long as the games are good, I'm, I'm, I have no problem with remakes. Like I said, I, we've already proven with Tomb Raider, with Hitman, with Resident Evil. Fully rebuilt remakes, there's nothing wrong with them. You, you can truly revitalize a game. It, it, it's, do it. <laughs> right. All right. So it's time, it's time for the main event. Okay. It's down to the final four in our list. So, I'm going to have you pick a number between one and four, and that's the one we'll talk about. Ooh, three. Three. Uh, that would be Battletoads. I think, because, you know, we were talking earlier about the side-scroller and how it's making a comeback. Why not the beat-em-up, man? 
Yeah, why can't why can't that arcade style beat them up make a comeback? I, it actually it actually is to somewhat of a degree. Um, on the Nintendo Switch, there is an odd amount of side scroller beat 'em up games. Uh, some with various twists, mm-hmm. and they just released the Capcom beat 'em up collection. Cool. So, especially with Nintendo laying the groundwork, and it's already there the beat 'em up. We all still love beat 'em ups. Wipe off that dust. Bring me Battletoads too, or full on Battletoads New Beginning. I don't care. I would like to see <laughs> no Battletoads uh, Double Dragon. Yeah, you know, cancel give me, that. Give me Battletoads. Hell, give me. I I think they're making a new Double Dragon. Give me a new fucking Final Fight. I want. I'd love to see HD fucking beat 'em ups. That's more of that fun factor. Stupid little games that I could go to GameStop for twenty bucks. It's not breaking the bank. Right. I drop a twenty. I could pick up one of these games and play with some friends and have a damn good time. Okay. More of that, please. Okay. Well, if they're gonna remake this game, I'm gonna need them to really make the multiplayer <laughs> playable. <laughs> well, yeah, well, absolutely. Drop out the whole we could hurt each other thing. Fuck that annoyance. Yeah. And, have, that, um, have that for hardcore plus. There you go. And um, maybe I mean, just just. Turn down the difficulty to just a little bit, just a smidgen. You know, let's just. Well, I was always, I always liked the Battletoads. I thought they always had the coolest look, and you know, they they were just not your average. You know, I mean, they were a spoof of the Ninja Turtles. Call it what it is. They were the punk rock Ninja Turtles, essentially. But I always just liked the way they looked, and you know, they're you know when they would punch somebody, they get the big giant fist, and they would kick people, and had the giant foot, and they boot them across the screen. I always loved the the Battletoads games so you know why not bring it back i mean nostalgia is huge right now uh i can't i can't remember who owned who who made battletoads i think a claim fuck okay so okay say a claim puts out battletoads uh if they do remake it they need to leave that turbo tunnel the fuck out of that game that's what i was saying about the difficulty like maybe maybe not do that even at all really well, take out the rappelling, coming down the rappel lines, okay, and damaging each other and the turbo tunnel. Take them out. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, you know, again, that's why we want not an HD, a full-on rebuild. Because if you take the characters that are already fun mm-hmm. and keep the feel and rebuild the game, I think there's a lot of good times that they could be right there. And, you know, the one thing I was saying about, like, a beat-em-up is a beat-em-up's not that complicated of a game. Nope. So you could build this game and you could sell it for that 20 bucks. And I know a lot of us broke-ass people, we like a good, cheap game. And if you bring back a little bit of nostalgia, a little bit of fun for that right price, I think it could be more than profitable. I think they could add a lot of story to the Battletoads. I mean, yeah, they're they're talking fucking toads, but I mean, hell, Ninja Turtles had a pretty decent story, so why can't Battletoads? You know what I mean? So, who knows? Bring it back. I'd I'd, I'd play it. I love Battletoads. I always love Battletoads. So that's why it made this list. I'd also like to see them make me a comic accurate Ninja Turtle game, please. Animated. <laughs> Wait, uh, you mean the original Ninja Turtles where they actually sliced up foot soldiers and killed people? Yeah, yeah. I want an M rated Ninja Turtle comic accurate game. Make that happen. Okay. One, that'll never happen because Fuck Kevin you. East Kevin Eastman will never allow it to happen. So killer. And two, the fucking turtles are on Nickelodeon. It ain't ever gonna happen, bro. Dream okay. fine. You wanna crush my dreams? Yeah. No magic pill for you. 
<laughs> Love the reference. Um, so let's stick with the side-scrolling beat-em-up, okay? There's another franchise. We haven't talked about it. We, we've kind of talked about it, but not directly. Uh, Streets of Rage. I think it's time, man. I think it is time for a new Streets of Rage revitalization. Side-scroller beat-em-up greatness. Yeah, I think so. I, I want to say they did a three or attempted a three, and I might be thinking of the wrong franchise a couple years ago, but I don't want to see a three. I want to see an up-to-date, graphic, gorgeous, side-scrolling game. Because I, you know, I know beat-em-ups aren't supposed to be pretty, but come on, it's a beat-em-up. Like, I want to see just a good-looking, really fun Streets of Rage game. Mm. That's what I want. Yeah, I just think that it's just, it's time, man. I mean, how long has it been since we had got a Streets of Rage game? Twenty some odd years. It's it's been long enough. I could, Sega, I, right? Yeah, Sega did it. I want to say they made a three or an arcadey thing not too long ago, but it was a, it was a, like a PSN game or something. Mm. But I don't remember anybody talking about it, and it kind of faded. I want to see a full on physical release. Full on. Here's your money. Have a good time. Release game. Right. And, you know, the side-scroller beat-em-ups, they don't have to be just, okay, you beat this level, stage clear, here's your points, you know, level up, you know, or uh, life up, you know, one up. Ding, ding, doesn't have to be that way. You can add story to this. And Streets of Rage has a good premise, you know, that, that neon punk, that neo-punk look. You know, um, yeah, I mean, they could add a lot to it. I, You could add a lot more than they just stole my girlfriend kind of thing. It doesn't always have to be my girlfriend got kidnapped over the villain's shoulder and you'll see him in the final stage. Yeah, but in today's times, it could take your boyfriend. Make them all chicks. <laughs> yes. Um, hmm. So, yeah, Streets of Rage, I think it's time. I really do. I think it can make oh a lot God. of money. You know, I got a great premise. Instead of Streets of Rage, mm -hmm. side-scroller beat him up, Daughters of the Dragon. Come on. Oh, for the love of God. That would be fucking sweet. I, you play that. You know it. Yeah. Take it over. Come on. Yeah, I'm, th I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Have the game set in the 70s. You know, give it that really retro, like, 70s living comic book feel. That would be amazing. People would line up. If they make it, I want a royalty. I came up with it on this show first. My God. You know, I'm going to pitch that on Twitter. We're moving on. We're out, gonna we're, we're out of this. We're, we're going to fall into some very deep water that I'm not trying to swim out of. I'm okay. going to start a petition. Okay, start the goddamn petition, okay? There's there's a lot of dumb petitions out there like to get Shaggy from Scooby-Doo in Mortal Kombat. Just, just fucking leave it alone. I think that's happening. Plus, I signed that one. Anyway. Oh, you're so fucking dumb. Okay. Uh, all right, let's move on. We're at the final two now. So, do you want to talk about Silent Hill? Or Fatal Frame. Ooh, that is that is tough. We're gonna to talk about both, but let's talk about one or the other. I'm gonna let you pick. Let's do let's do Silent Hill first. We'll save the best for last. Okay. And Silent Hill one, give it to Capcom. No, or, no, no. Because you're no, Konami's no, dead. Konami's you, dead. I was they gonna can't say, do it. They I was can't say, do it. Somebody else needs to do it. Okay, I was gonna say. Konami is dead, but <clears throat> Silent Hill. You know what? Not to cut you off, but I just thought of the name. Okay. The, the people that made here, they lied. The game I played at your house, that creepy SVR guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
that the, the game was sort of basic, but the environments were truly, truly terrifying and creepy. And it was a really, really good game atmospheric wise. Mm hmm. I, I think it's Santa Monica, like San Francisco or something. I, I forget. Who Santa they Monica are. Studios, the ones that do uh, Gears of uh, not Gears of War, God of War. God of War. Yeah, it, it is, but it's like an offshoot. It's one of their like smaller companies. Yeah, it's, it's a Sony company. Sarah, Sony is company, the parent company. That company they did here, they lie. Okay, they should be doing Silent Hill because that game had some of the most horrific environments I've played through. Yeah, everything the game everything looked was awful. Like it, like, it did. Like I would, I would not want not not that it looked awful. I mean, like I would not want to live in that world, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, if you have a chance, go out and, and get the game. Here they lie. It's on PSN. It's like six bucks. Uh, it was free for PS Plus. It's a VR and game, though. It is, but you can play it without the VR, and okay. it's a very simplistic story for the most part. But some of the visuals for that game were so cool. It was literally like walking through hell. And there was a part of it where you're going through these caverns and there's like these shadow monsters that really reminded me of Silent Hill. And Silent Hill, you know, if anyone's played a Silent Hill game, it's very much about the location of Silent Hill, that creepy town. It's almost like a character in it more than any other franchise, really. The, the town of Silent Hill plays such a big part. And if you had a company like that building a Silent Hill game where, you know, it's unlike Resident Evil, the big thing with Silent Hill is you're stuck in this city. And you don't know what to do. There's no hints. There's no help. There's no cops. It's it's Complete one of the most isolation. Yeah, and you know it's one of the most horrifying things you can kind of think about, um, you know, story wise. So here you are, an average person, and you're literally in this town from hell. And your one job is the most simplistic and basic jobs: get the fuck out of that city. Mm -hmm. And you know, if if we could get a company like these guys making this truly horrific Silent Hill game. And take it back to when Silent Hill felt like a franchise before Konami killed it or before it became this budgety piece of crap. If you could make a, a truly good Silent Hill game again, I, that would be amazing. I, I would love to see this game built by a company like that where I could play a game where I'm exploring this creepy, haunted place while trying to escape you know, and make it interesting. Yeah. I, I think that would be, you know, really, really cool. Yeah, it's and it's what's cool about Silent Hill is is that the town is almost like its own character, in a way. You don't get that in Resident Evil. Yeah, you can recognize places like the mansion, the police station, you know, Umbrella Corp Labs, and all that shit. But I mean, the town of Silent Hill is like its own entity. It's really cool how it's you know everything is just based around Silent Hill. It's not some evil corporation. It's the fucking town itself and you are stuck there so best yeah. of luck so you, know, you got this and you even got the the fog that's almost got a mind of its own like it, it mm -hmm. doesn't want you to go in part of this it, it's hiding it it hides buildings and you know it always played a good aspect and i think it could be used even in better in, in newer games you know it was just such such a cool way of doing it it, it did have some similarities to resident evil but whereas resident evil you're basically dealing with zombies so that's your player's threat. Avoid the zombies. Do what you got to do. Find your brother. Get the cure. Get out of town. More normal shit. Mm -hmm. But in this one, I not really thought, normal, but <laughs> well, yeah, for for video games, <laughs> I get you. But for Silent Hill, I always liked it a little bit more because I just thought, what's more basic than I need to get the hell out of here? And I just thought that was so cool. And especially for some of them, 
you know, you add into these intricate stories that went along with it. So they already have mm-hmm. these deep connections, these tragic pasts with this violent history, and you're stuck there. You know, I just thought that was so cool. Like, and you're lost. The city's pretty, it's a pretty big city, or town, rather. <clears throat> and, you know, there's all these twists and turns, and there's diff- there different houses you can go in. And you can find out about other lost souls. And meanwhile, the only thing you really want to do is get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not like you can, just, you can just catch the train and leave town like you can in Resident Evil. But uh, I think with the success of Resident Evil, I think a lot of companies are going to start looking into this, like digging up old franchises and rebuilding them because they see the money and they see that these series are being revitalized. Because you think about it, the the Resident Evil franchise was kind of a joke for a long, long time. I would say since about... And not that they're bad games, but uh, I'd say Resident Evil 4 became more of an action-based and not so much survival horror. It was more, do you have enough ammo to mow down this group of zombies or infected or whatever the hell they were? Yeah, it definitely definitely started focusing a lot more on action, especially with, like, the alligator monster or the chainsaw guy where they had bullet sponges. Yeah. So Which, you know, I'd rather a character like Mr. X not to cut you off, but I, I'd rather a character like Mr. X. Yes, where it's more of an unstoppable juggernaut that you know you have to escape from than just a bullet sponge. I hate bullet sponges. They're not interesting at all to me. Characters that you just mow down for twenty minutes—that's not fun. You know, I like the idea that like that unstoppable evil is there for you, mm-hmm. and you can't fight it. You know, you're just a human. You're just a regular guy. Your job is to get the hell away from that thing. And imagine a Silent Hill where you're stuck in the city and maybe that instead of Mr. X. Imagine running from Pyramid Head. Oh, you know, God. You think, you think slamming foot is pretty scary? Yeah, imagine Mr. X. Smashing through wall, like I mean, I think that they could, there's a lot of horror that could be done with that franchise. Mm-hmm. So I really, really hope that that Konami will sell it off since they can't make games anymore and they have no interest in it, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see them sell the franchise, or if need be, somebody make a very, very Silent Hill esque game. I really enjoy the Silent Hill games. As weird as some of, because like, you know, some of the endings were just kind of like what? Because the one had the really goofy ending. Oh yeah, where it was yeah. a dog, and I, th- I was just like, "That's just Japanese humor." I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. So, okay. Um, hey, mine, mine was four. I still think Silent Hill Four is one of the goes. most creepy games. Hey, it is. I I don't care what anybody says. I thought four was one of the very few games that I I actually generally find creepy. And yeah, you know, rebuild that one. But uh, like you were talking about Pyramid Head, Pyramid Head stands out as one of the most iconic video game characters of all time just on look alone not so much of the well i mean he was terrifying like you said a bullet sponge just like mr gonna give it to you so but just look wise it's just awesome and it made me think of that um there's actually a pyramid head statue it's like an 18 inch statue and it's just awesome looking and really detailed uh i'll send you a link when uh when we're done here um maybe i'll even put it on the twitter for the people uh, but yeah, Pyramid Head, I would say is the poster boy of Silent Hill. And I think that if they redid it, 
now with the graphics and the technology, like redid the first game or or combine the first and second games, that would be fine too. Because because you know it's essentially they're like a mirror of one another. They're happening, I think, at the same time or yeah. like a couple hours after something like that, or a couple days after. Um, incorporate them both. Fuck it, make one big game, and you know I think it would be amazing, especially with survival horror now making a comeback and being taken seriously again. I think that the Silent Hill franchise could honestly prosper and just come alive again, and we can get more games and. I would also like more uh, horror games and, and a good mix of that Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Like there is a little bit of action, but it's mostly horror because I like those there's kind of games. Barely, uh, there's, there's barely any action in Silent Hill, and I think I, that's because they they'll give you a gun, right? But you don't get it for a while. But there's hardly any ammo for this fucking gun. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and then. You know, that's that's another thing that made it so horrible is you see this fucking six-foot-two guy with a giant berserk sword, yep. and you got like 12 rounds, and most and of those he doesn't care about. Yeah, you got to make every shot count. And, and, you know, Evil Within was like the same way. It yeah. was. I, You know, I just, I like that, that good mix, though. The reason why I say action is I, there is a whole bunch of indie horror games where you're walking around a creepy environment and you can't fight back. Outlast. There's no weapons. Yeah, like Outlast. Mm-hmm. And to me, those are only fun for so long. Yep. You know, when you got a 10, 20-hour game where I'm just running and running and running, there it's a bit much, especially for those kind of things where, like, it's almost like stealth section where if you get caught, you fail. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of why I didn't like Resident Evil 7 that much. I just felt like it was too not Resident Evil-y. Yeah, it was creepy, but it didn't feel like Resident Evil to me. I I could sort of see that. I really liked Resident Evil Seven, but it definitely felt like it it was another game that they made that they just it felt like they, they made PT and then were like, oh wait, we can't call it that uh, Resident Evil Seven, maybe. Kind of what so it felt it, like. It felt like a reskinning, kind of like Devil May Cry. It wouldn't be the yeah. it wouldn't be the first time Resident Evil pulled the plug on something and put a new skin over it. Well, we've which already is, done all the work for it, which is a shame. Because I really like Resident Evil Seven, yeah. But I kind of wish Capcom would have not. I mean, maybe they didn't. Maybe that was their plan. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like they had this great idea for this new creepy universe, and where that corporate kicked in. We're like, no, we need that name. Got to make sure people buy. Nobody wants to buy nothing new. And I kind of feel like I want another game like Resident Evil Seven, but I want more of that creepiness. Mm-hmm. And I think they could make it its own franchise. I think it shouldn't be Resident Evil. Like, keep that that framework, that first person and level design, and keep all that good shit, but make a new franchise. I think they that's proof that they have it in them. Right. So our last and final game that we would like to see remade is Fatal Frame. The Fatal Frame series, for those who have not played it. And there is a Wii one. I don't accept that. Uh, for, those, for, for those that have never played the Fatal Frame games, okay, you think, and I and I sent out a tweet about this and got the like from Tecmo, mind you. Uh, you think that Resident Evil 2, the, the jump scares and the, the paranoia and the anxiety, <laughs> you think that shit's good? Go play Fatal Frame. You know, it's. I think it's on the PlayStation Store, all three of them. Uh, go play those. It is the only game 
the only game franchise, that probably the only game period, that can make me scream like a little bitch. Oh, yeah. I've seen it happen. And the really cool thing is, and I know this is a little contradictory to what I was saying earlier about Fatal uh, Frame, is, you know, you're stuck in these unique situations, and you're given a fucking camera. Yeah, there you yep. go. Oh, where's my gun? You can upgrade camera. the camera. You can get better film. You you go from from Kodak to whatever's higher than Kodak. <laughs> uh, smartphone. Sure. Yeah, after you get the Kodak, by the end of the game, you're given uh, Samsung Note sevens, which you take a phone and then they they blow up and killing the ghost. It was really innovative. Right. Well, I mean, you know how like the jump scares, or not so much the jump scares, but. There are places there. There are places in Resident Evil that you know, like the the safe spots and all that. You know, you know you're safe there. You can breathe again, right? Not mm-hmm. in Fatal Frame, buddy. <laughs> you know what it is. Resident Evil is basically like the video game version of the creepy, scary side of zombie movies. Not so much the the goofy, let's kill a ball kind of thing. So that's right. where at least where it started. Silent, I mean, not Silent. I'm sorry, Fatal Frame. Is that that really cool, like Japanese ghost horror? And which, they, which they are petrified of ghosts. They don't fuck around with that shit. They do not. Um, uh, what's it called? That, is it what's it called? Juwan, right? Yeah, uh, Juwan, which is you know the the grudge and the ring. Or yeah, Ringu. Yeah, they don't um, fuck with ghosts, dude. If they think their house is haunted, they will leave everything in that house and abandon that house. Don't matter what it costs, a million dollar house, they'll fucking leave it there if it's haunted. Yeah, they even and, think it's haunted. There's so many and, there's so many abandoned houses in Japan alone that could probably make a nice little community out of them, honestly. And on every other Thursday I squatted some of them. Yeah. So I will admit to that. I am in fact the ghost in some of them. <laughs> but um you know that's and you know, it's another one of those those niches that I really like is um it's like being in one of those Japanese ghost movies, mm-hmm. but it's really cool because you're you're there with the character, and just like I can't remember which one's which at this point, but you're you're just some little girl with a camera. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're not a badass. You know, you're not a, a soldier or a cop. You're just some girl investigating this this shit, and then the way they did it was so creepy, and and you know, especially now. With movies like The Grudge and and um and even The Conjuring Universe, it's so big to explore those kind of elements in a in a much cooler way. You know, especially with Nintendo, I, I think they could really do it. They got the the handheld, which is like the camera, and I I would love to see them do it if, if nobody else. If I couldn't get it for PS4, yeah, it's not exactly I, it's not exactly like a gory game. I mean, there are some like disturbing looking ghosts. I ain't even gonna lie. Even back then, I mean, it was still, you know, pixelated, you know, blocky PlayStation graphics, you know, PS2 and all. But it was still good enough to scare the living shit out of you. And, that's and what, what I'm, you know, that's why I'd like to see it. Because imagine, right, that's pretty bad. But you've seen some of what they did in, in RE2 mm-hmm. with the, the zombie with the with the face ripped off to the side with all yeah, the jaw. Yeah. Imagine yeah. what they can do with those ghost scenes now, you know. That would be some truly cool things here. I mean, like it, it's such a great franchise, and you know, as we were discussing earlier, there's a whole bunch of indie horror games. There's there's a lot of them, but there's not many mainstream 
horror games made with any kind of real budget. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think this is one of those franchises that I would absolutely love to see more of. I really like the Fatal Frame series. And it's another one of those series that it's a damn shame that we haven't seen since PS2. Well, like you said, there's one on the Wii, but we don't we don't accept that. Yeah, we, well, we, we don't do that here. Didn't play that. I don't want to play it. No, no, no. I, I've neither, seen neither. I've seen game I've seen gameplay. I don't need to play it. Thank you, especially for the Wii. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not a big Wii guy, so it might have been on Wii U. I I can't remember because nobody played it. Either way, no thanks. So I'm talking about the first three Fatal Frame, and. Like, I want to take you back uh, to what I was talking about, the anxiety levels, right? Okay, so now we have these uh, 7.1 surround sound headphones now, right? If you yes. If you connect it and play with those headphones on, you will hear shit that will just creep you the hell out playing in an all-dark room and with these headphones on. And I swear to God, it will play tricks on your mind. You Not know, even I... kidding. And, I definitely think there's a market for that too because oh, absolutely. I was telling you um before with Resident Evil 2, I played through it the first time and it's a creepy game, sure. Mm-hmm. But that that headphones really, really, really up that for Resident Evil 2 just for Mr. X's. X go give it to you, he go give it to you, X go give it to you, he go give it to you. Just those footsteps. Yeah. And with a game like um Hellblade that I, I just recently picked up. If that's all about the voices in your head. So to play a game like Fatal Frame, where you got those headphones on, and you're you know in these locations and hearing the ghosts or hearing this creepy noise, add that to the the style it already has. Yep, you're gonna have one hell of a game. No doubt about that. I'm talking about if you play the older games with those headphones on, it will still creep you out. Um, and like I said before about how you had those safe zones in Resident Evil, and uh. Fatal Frame, there ain't no safe zones, okay? So if you're walking down a hallway and a ghost just happens to just walk right through the wall, right in front of you, it scares the living shit out of you. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's funny is that the Fatal Frame games, I can't play them all the way through in one go through because it will, it will fucking make my anxiety just rise and rise. I have to actually play them in increments. It's the only game that I can't play straight through. I think that's when you know you did it right. Absolutely. But I think if they brought it back and gave it that... Um... When a grown man that I've met, <laughs> who's married to one of the most horrific creatures on this planet... Thank you. And if that game can scare that guy, <laughs> that that's telling you this franchise is worth saving. Yeah, and, and not to mention, it's not just the scary a scare fest. It's the story of it in each, in all three of them, uh, are really, really good. Uh, maybe well, three is, three is decent. I enjoy three. Uh, I like two but, the most. Yes, was, yes, yes. What was the name? Was it Crimson Butterfly? Crimson Butterfly, yep. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite. That was creepy ass Fucked uh, oh god. Mm. So good. Uh, go out and play them. Um, enjoy or at the very least YouTube some of it because this is really cool game that I, I just feel like it doesn't get talked about enough and it is a, it's you know it's it's definitely one of the franchises I I'd very much like to see come back especially from the ground up because you know it's been a long time since I've played the original three mm-hmm. and it's been so long now that I think the absolute if you could remake one and then grace me with a remake of two. Whew, uh, yeah, that would 
pretty much make my 2022. So you have time to get on that. Make that happen. Amen. Yep. So thank you, Resident Evil. You have, you're going to be inspiring a lot of companies for a couple of years to come. There's going to be a lot of changes in the market now, all because of the success of this. You know, I, it's one of the things I, I want to give to Capcom. Like I said, other companies have remade games before, and that's good. But we didn't really focus on that. Resident Evil 2, I think, not only, you know, as you were saying, really, really points out the, the potential and the really coolness about of fully rebuilding these old games. But the other thing Capcom does is these HD re-releases. Though I prefer rebuild, I still am glad that we they make these because I like having physical copies, and I don't have a lot of systems. Right. So to be able to, you know, own almost every Resident Evil on PS4 physically, that alone is awesome to me. You know, so I hope that, you know, they keep doing this because one, you know, all of us, we like you know, a good value. You know, you don't always have 60 bucks, but if you HD some of these great games that we love, not only does it save them and preserve them and clean them up and update them, it's 20 bucks. Right. We all, you know, what the hell is 20 bucks? A pizza? couple of pizzas, you know, you can, you could spring 20 bucks. You'd be like, yeah, that sucks, but you know, I'll make it happen. So, you know, kudos to Capcom. They've done it more than anybody else I know. And I know some people think it's lazy and you're free to your own opinions. You're, you know, if it isn't for you, it isn't for you. But I, for one, I, I really appreciate it, you know, and I, I hope that this continues. I hope we keep bringing back these old games that I like for, you know, 20 bucks or, and, you know, even rebuilding them. Like we just made this whole list keep it coming you know i want original ideas but hey if you can't do it uhd something i love i'm all right with that too you want to rebuild a game i really enjoy i'm all right with that too right all right so i think that's going to wrap it up for this episode because i don't think sean's got much of a voice left if we keep talking about games that he really loves and enjoys he ain't going to be able to be able to talk in the morning so we're going to wrap it up uh, let's see, let's see if we got any plugs this week. All right. So first off, if you are listening to this on the Pulse Podcast Network app, thank you. Thank you. If you're not, what are you waiting for? You get 50 plus shows, top tier shows from everything from sports to wrestling, the pop culture. We got it all. Go get it now. It's on iOS and Android. Have yourself a blasty blast. Um, hmm. Anything else? Uh, just the usual where to contact us, I think, should do it. Fair enough. And if you want, you can join the conversation on social media. Uh, we are on Instagram, Gorilla Brain Pod, cast. Uh, and we are on Twitter at Gorilla Brain Pod. Uh, I am at 8 Ray. He as Sean is at Born2083. So that's going to be it for me and Sean this week. And we will catch you next time. See, not down the line, Sean. Next time, I'm switching it up on them. They ain't going to know what to think. Their brain's screwed. Ada, wait. Ada? Ada. Ada, wait. Ada, wait. Hey. <laughs>